school? This is real life. Not Wall Street, but Main Street. He and his guests will answer your questions and provide you with valuable information. Stay tuned and join in the conversation. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1. When the earth was created, the word came down. Take this world and turn it around. Now our glorious globe is in motion. But give me more, can't more meaning be found? If the science of nature is all that you see, this it's the day. message you're missing. Every, every day I'm on. I like to think I do. You do have a positive Good. attitude. I know you. You have a positive I'm a, attitude. I'm a glass three-quarter full guy. I Definitely. know you are. Absolutely. I think you're 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 a glass 99% guy. Well, I'm I'm super excited to be here. Hopefully this is our first video show. So we'll go through a few bumps. Hopefully you guys are going to see Todd's face in a minute. I don't know why it's up now, but it'll be here. Todd, your wife give any is she a little concerned about us going live video? I don't think that there were any concerns so much as, you know, break a leg was said. Here I am. Hey, hey I'm on TV or whatever this is. My I, wife is panicked out. First of all, I had to shave last night, which I don't shave too much. <laughs> she said I should dress casual, and I felt like I should put on a jacket, so I think she was a little annoyed. I think she's afraid I'm going to say something inappropriate, cause like racial riots. And today we live in a, such a crazy society. If you say the wrong thing, you got people protesting. It could destroy your career. So I'm going to try to be appropriate. We have a super great guest. Are you going to try to be appropriate? I, I will always try, but I can't believe we had a disclaimer before the show. I don't know if you guys caught that before we came on, but uh, I love the fact that they need to have a disclaimer for us. These views may not be they know appropriate. That we're both, even though we're both professional businessmen in real life, but we're secretly very immature, and we try to like hold back our immaturity. I don't know how secretly that is, but... We're just immature. <laughs> I, I was telling you the other day, this is kind of funny. I don't know why I think it's funny. I don't even know why I'm telling everyone this now. It's a little embarrassing. When I was in, like, fifth grade, I, first of all, I'm dyslexic, so I could barely read and write. But I remember I had to read something, like, at the beginning of the class, and it was, like, something about the Mountain Dew on the grass or whatever it was. And, of course, I read the word Dew, and I start getting the giggles yeah, and I'm... cracked up. I think I got suspended over it or something Sure, like it that. doesn't even matter how that word Dew is spelled. I know, right. certain things, you just have to crack up. I hear you. Winnie, was, the, Winnie the Pooh, same thing to me. I, I know, I know, and we all got a lot of poo issues, I know. But uh, let me get serious, because we have, I'm really excited about our guest, and I'm a big, anyone who knows me, I'm a huge America's Got Talent fan, because I think it gives people tremendous opportunities that they would not ordinarily have. And they go out there, and they face public embarrassment and ridicule, all for maybe one in a hundred or one in a thousand of greatness. And we have, I think it's the season 11th quarterfinal whatever winner, Julia Scotty, who I loved her on the show. My wife and I loved her on the show. But she came out, and I apologize if I'm using the wrong word, and I'm going to learn some of my vocabulary today, but she transitioned, and she's transgender, and she did that on the show, which is amazing. And you know why I really like her, Todd? Because most of our guests, I always speak to the guests beforehand. And I ask them, is there anything you want to talk about or you don't want me to talk about? And usually they're plugging. I want to plug this. I want to plug that. Or some of them, I don't want to talk about abortion or gun control. Or, uh, they all have a list of stuff they don't want to talk about. She, you know what she said? She just, I just want it to be respectful. 
And that told me a lot about her. I think she's a really a genuinely nice person. And I'm really excited to talk to her. I have so many questions about the America's Got Talent experience and about just her whole journey. And I think she's like 62 and she recreated herself. And so let's get Julia. I think Julia's somewhere live here. Right. We bring Julia in and then we'll start talking to her. Let's <laughs> jump right into it. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you. You, you look beautiful. Me? How are you? Hey, Julia. I'd like to plug my new album if I could. Uh, I was going to talk it, but you know what? Julia, we would love nothing more than to plug your new Julia, album. because I was no, reading please. the reviews on Amazon. Everyone said it's fantastic. Plug it, it Julia, because I was going to do plug it. Plug away. Plug now, plug later. We'll do it, you know, whatever you want. It's, well, it's called, I think it's called Boys, I'm Back. Hello, boys, I'm back. Hello, boys, I'm back. All right. And I have news for you. I read the reviews last night on Amazon, and every single person said it was great. They used things like, someone said, you better you better go to the bathroom beforehand. If not, you'll, it's so funny, you'll, you know what, yourself. Every single person said it was unbelievable. Not only on that, on a bunch of review sites. You're a superstar, Julia. Oh, please. No, you are for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Julie, I'm not great with acronyms, but tell, tell us a little bit about being part of both the LGBTQ community and the AARP community. Uh, well, first of all, if you're dyslexic, Jack, you should never be in either one of these communities because you'll get your letters screwed up. <laughs> I, I get everything screwed up all the time, so it's like just another... I have so many issues going on in my mind. I don't think my mind can handle... I have so many things messed up. I'm like a, a psychiatrist, like you know, whatever, experiment. Well, all these letters, I, you know, I, I, it's like trying to remember the password to, you, you know, all your websites. I, I you know, it, it's, uh, I think more than, for me, being in the LGBT community, of course, it's just my life. It's the AARP community that I really have trouble with. I'm getting, I don't like this getting old business. It really is for the birds. Do you have an AARP card? Yeah, they wait. You know what it is with them? Can we talk about them? Yeah, sure. I use my AARP card all the time, to be sure. honest with you. I, if I Look, could save, I'm a Jew. If I could save a couple bucks, I'd save it. I'm shameless. Yeah, I, I, you know, I go to the movies once in a while. It's like I flash it like I'm, you know, James Bond or something. But, I, you know, they, they, they just did this. They wait until you're 50. I swear to God, I think they have you on a file. And they're hiding in the bushes by your house, <laughs> you know, on the night before your birth, your fiftieth birthday. And as soon as you turn fifty, boom! They're shoving stuff in your mailbox every day. You get a, uh, you get, you know, uh, ads. Parents, you're going to die. You're going to get sick. You're going to this. You're going to that. They frighten the hell out of you. Right. But I like them. I like their magazine. So I'd like it more if I were on the cover. You can be. Next cover. By the way, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know. My wife is texting me. She texts me constantly. She's pointing out my mistakes. I tell her to give me critique. So she told me I'm talking too fast, so I should slow down. So I'm tr that's why, if you see I'm texting back and forth, I'm just doing it to please my wife. And is that the way you please your wife, Jack? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm almost 56. Ow. At this stage of the game, anything, anything. <laughs> there you go. I never thought it would happen, but, it, it, you know, things just don't operate the way they used to happen. Uh, yeah, too much information. I'm. Uh... <laughs> so let's well, talk, glad, let's, uh, let's talk yeah, a little bit about fear. You mentioned that word before. What's the scariest thing? Getting older, be becoming a member of the AARP? 
uh, discovering that you aren't really yourself um, as, as a member of the trans community or standing up in front of a group of people and, and telling jokes? Um, well, standing up on stage is, is no big deal. I've been doing it for 37 years, so it's, it's, you know, it's like I'm uncomfortable when I'm not on stage. So that there's never a fear there. Um, I think the fear is that, I, you know, having enough time to do the things that I want to do comedically speaking uh you know the older you get you start to become aware of your mortality which kind of sucks you know just about the time i learned how to do this thing called life now you had a career that you op- you used to i guess in your i don't know if you call it your first stage of your life you opened for like frankie valley and casey and the sunshine bands and a lot of huge top five, uh, class a acts you know whatever oh, yeah, they're called yeah, a yeah. list celebrities I was a uh, national headliner before the change, um, but I mean I've opened for the band Chicago. I've opened for you know you name them. I probably opened for them. Um, so you know my I'm very comfortable on stage. It doesn't you know so um, it's just this this getting older crap is just getting on my nerves. It's bothering me. When you go on stage, I have a tremendous respect for performers because. Part of it is they have to learn to overcome, I guess, I'd call it the fear of failure or the fear of being booed or heckled. How do you deal with that? <clears throat> well, the comedy gods are <clears throat> wise. When you first start out, you will bomb over and over and over again. I've worked some really tough places when I started out. I worked a place in Brooklyn called Pips in Sheepshead Bay, legendary um, people like Rodney started there, Joan Rivers. I mean, just, you know, a panoply of Hall of Famers. But it was a very rough club. And they will let you know. And you will go home night after night after night and cry in the car on the way home and just go, what am I doing? Why am I putting myself through this? But eventually, it starts to get a little bit better. And the successes outweigh the failures. Well, eventually you go from this, you know, if you can see me, but like a jagged kind of graph to a sort of just a little bumpy one. I think most people, I don't know, what do you think about this? Just forget about comedy. Most people don't do things in life because they're scared. You know, they're scared of failure. I know so many people who don't take chances, whether it be go on a date or open a business or perform or really use their talents to their maximum because they're scared of that rejection and failure. Do you find that as well? Well, I, you know, the, the fear of failure is, is is great, and it stops so many people from doing what they want, but you learn from your failure. I tell new comics this all the time. If you're not bombing when you're starting out night after night, you're not doing it right because, you know, you're not taking any risks. Right. Uh, comedy's all about risk. You, you know, there's an expression that we used to use called a comic is naked from the waist up. You know, you're exposing everything. It's not That's like a musician or a singer where you can go out and you have a band backing you up. You're out there. just you. Just you. Uh, there, there's a couple shows on, on TV in this golden age of television we're in. Crashing and D- I'm Dying Up Here, I guess, but created by Jim Carrey. Do you watch either of those? True. You're right there. You're talking about old yeah, age. Little, I see uh, I'm just getting over a cold. That's it. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mind. I, I just want to make sure it's nothing more serious. You're talking about your age. I'm getting a little nervous here. <laughs> I don't want to say, like, uh, this is the last interview. I want you to come back. <laughs> um, I've watched a couple of episodes of uh, I'm Dying Up Here, and 
you know, um, I was around during that era because it takes place in the 80s, I think, right. or so, at least. And, and so some of it's true. A lot of it's exaggerated. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of the way it was when you start out. It's just, you know, you're going to go through those periods of that learning curve is awful and it, it weeds out the people who are going to stick through to the end. That's really what comedy is all about. It's a weeding out process. I think that's in life and business too. I find that, um, a lot of people just just change things because it weeds them out. You, you know, hard, you have to go through a hard time sometimes to survive. Right. It makes makes you stronger. So I want to talk. Can we talk America's Got Talent? Sure. Okay. So first, walk me through, if you would, the audition process because I think you had a different audition process than what I thought everyone else had. At least I want I want to hear from you directly because I think a lot well, of people are going to be surprised. Yeah. Sure. They have two ways of doing this. They have the cattle call audition, uh, which is what you see on television, where the people are just lined up for miles. And then they have an appointment audition, which is what I had. Uh, they have talent scouts out there who comb the internet or, you know, will go to a club or whatever and look for people because they, they really want you to succeed, you know, as, a, as an act, if you have talent. And so... Um, they found me, I guess they found my website or something, and they said, you know, they sent us an email, my manager at the time said, and said, do you want to audition uh, for it? And <laughs> she's like, what do you want to do? I go, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, are you out of your mind? <laughs> go, go do the audition. So we went up to City College. I live in uh, South Jersey. Uh, we went up to City College in Queens, and it wasn't, they, it was a Saturday morning. It was a line I mean, like, you know, a quarter of a mile long of people waiting to go in. I had an appointment audition, so they walked me in, and I'm walking in like the Queen of England, waving to everybody, you know. And so I went in, and your first audition is in front of one person. You get 90 seconds, and that's it. And if they like you, they will, you know, move you to the next room where there's a number, a couple of more people. You do the same 90 seconds. And that's how I got on, basically. So, did they pick you out? Do you think because I hate to say it, because you're tr you transgender? Is my first of all, if I'm using the wrong terminology, no, please, no, that's please correct. Yeah. Because you transgendered, and that would be sort of an interesting spin on it. You think that's why they came? They they found you? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. Uh, that's certainly one of them. You know, I'm not stupid enough to think that you know it was my stunning good looks. Uh, well, I think, you know, my backstory is interesting. I, I had 20 years in. I quit for 10 years. I came back. Uh, I'm 60. I was 63 at the time. I'm an old, an old person. Uh, so those two things were, you know, of interest. And, uh, but I think first and foremost, I, you know, I, I would hope that it was because I was funny. So I think for me that I had the three elements they were looking for. Right. Now, why Julia? Or I, I, I'm sorry. So you you were Rick before, right? Right. And then, so when did you realize that you were no longer Rick? I think I, I you know, I don't think there's a moment. Uh, well, some people there is. I shouldn't say that where they grow up knowing um, because of because of the era I grew up in, uh, that kind of information wasn't available. So I knew I was different. I knew something was different about me, and I didn't know what it was.
and so um, I thought I, you know, I might have been gay, but that wasn't that wasn't it. And it was through the help of a very very good friend that I finally came to understand what the issue really truly was. Got it. I mean, it's, and did you ask about? My yeah, name? I mean, how how did you choose the name of of who you became or transitioned to? Well, I was talking to my niece one day, and I and I she said to me, "What's your name going to be?" And I had decided because I loved the the, the uh, play Cyrano, Cyrano the Bergerac, that I was going to go with Roxanne. That was going to be my name. <laughs> I figured it'd be a cool Hey, Roxy, how you doing? And I told my niece, and she said. It sounds like a Lincoln Tunnel Hooker name. And I was like, all right, well, okay. So we kicked a few names around, and I loved um, Julia Sugarbaker from Designing Women. Mm. Um, Dixie Carter, very strong woman, very strong character, smart, funny, sassy. And I liked the way Julia Scotty sounded, yeah. So um, that's how it happened. Got it. Got it. So... Got to ask you more questions about AGT. I think we should take a break. Sure. Oh, a break. Okay. Stay, everyone, stay with us for two minutes. We got to take a commercial break. You guys ready in there? Okay, we'll be back in two minutes. And good questions for Julia when we come back. Financial Corporation, in business since 1989, offers a stated income mortgage loan for non-owner-occupied residential and commercial real estate investors. For purchases, refinances, and yes, cash-out refinances. Are you tired of dealing with invasive and unreliable banks or brokers who charge large amounts of upfront fees and never deliver on their promises? Call Gelt Financial at 561-221-0900. That's 561-221-0900. Our stated income loan does not require tax returns. Due to the light documentation, we can offer quick closings and approvals, usually within one day. This program has a 30-year term with no balloon payment, with loan amounts from $100,000 all the way up to $5 million. When your bank says no, we say yes. Call GELT at 561-221-0900 or visit us at geltfinancial.com. That's G-E-L-T financial.com. Did you own commercial or investment real estate that has equity in it that you can't touch? Do you want and need liquidity? There is finally an answer. Quick Liquidity is a direct real estate private equity company that can provide preferred equity, mezzanine financing, or second mortgages on commercial and investment properties across the country. Deal directly with the decision makers by calling 561-221-0881. Or visit us at quickliquidity.com. That's quickliquidity.com. That's it. Turn it around. Welcome back to It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1. Fun thank you back. We're super excited. Todd and I are here with Julia. Julia, thanks for sticking with us. Just fascinating. So I got to just jump you into bullet point questions. Okay. Simon Cow. Very nice. Sweet. Sweet? Not at all what I thought. Yep. Mel B. My favorite out of all of them. 
Really? Uh, Why? Oh, yeah. The Spice Girl, she's got, huh? She's exactly how you see her on TV. She's got, <laughs> she's got a potty mouth like me, and I like that. Heidi Klum. Um, she's kind of also like what you see. Not, not the war, you know, if she likes you, she loves you. I don't know that she liked me that much. <laughs> what do you think? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to throw this question for Julia or Todd. What do you think? Like, Heidi has a certain, at least to me, a sex appeal. And she's no spring chicken. I think she's like 50 or something like that. But she yeah. still has maintained this sex appeal that I can't figure out what it is. Do you think well, she's do you, a beautiful woman? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know that's what, pretty I, much what it I'll is. I'll tell you, you know what I saw her the other day. She posted it, which I give her a lot of credit. Before some show, she posted like a time lapsed video of her bef without makeup, then them putting makeup on. It took like thirty seconds to do, but she looks a lot different without makeup. To be honest, well, with everybody you. does. I mean, if you look at me, I'm I'm, I'm Asian. You wouldn't know it from the you know, makeup. <laughs> Asians are pretty cute. I don't know. There's a lot of people who like Asians. I don't know. I thought they were going to have a makeup artist here. The only reason I did their show is somebody told me there'd be like some young girl or something like that, some makeup artist. I was expecting that. No. I didn't get it. So, okay. How about Howie? Howie. I, I waited for Howie last. Howie Mandel. Howie was, uh, he was very cordial. He was, um, again, I guess if you got to know him, he would. You know, he was nice to me. He thought I was funny. and We spoke backstage a couple times, yeah. Because I think he's the one who said that you... Didn't he say that you made him laugh? Which is, I think, huge for Howie Mandel. That was Simon, actually. Simon. Oh, that was Simon. Laugh. Yeah, yeah. Which was even huger. Yeah, huger. probably. Is that a word? Huger. No, I, I don't know. I, I made that one up. Huger, huger. Now, at some huger. point in your history, you, you beat or you lost to Ellen DeGeneres in a comedy contest? Is that true? It was a, yeah, back in 1984, I think it was 83 or 84, maybe. I started in 1980. Uh, when Showtime, the network was a fledgling network, uh, they were trying, they were looking for cheap entertainment. So they decided they were going to run a funniest person in America contest and have winners from all 50 states. Well, I won for New Jersey. Ellen won for Louisiana. I think she's from New Orleans or someplace. And um, she wound up winning the entire thing, which led to a, a Showtime special, and then the Tonight Show, and we know we know the rest. So yeah, I did um, I did lose to her. <laughs> That's still pretty good. What do you, what do you think of Nick Cannon? He's uh, uh, he was doing his job, very quiet, off stage, backstage. When you know, uh, didn't really as, you know didn't really you know fraternize with us much. His, his, I loved his, his assistant, though. I forget his name, but he's a really nice guy. Did you? What did you think of the show before Nick Cannon? Or forget about his personality, but do you think the show changed since they got rid of him? Or he got rid of them? Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but he's not there. I, 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 I liked it better with Nick. I, I, just, I do, too. I think my wife and I do, too. I think he added a lot to the show. What about Howard yeah. Stern? Howard, I, I, I was kind of sorry that Howard wasn't a judge when I was on, because uh, I would have, I think he would have, I think I might have gone a little bit further. I agree. Than, How come, you know, did Howard leave, or did they get rid of him, or was it no, over I money? I think they wanted to move, well, they were paying him lots of money, but they had to have the show in New York because of him. This is the way I understood it. And they wanted to move everything back to L.A., and so Howard wasn't going to commute, obviously. He couldn't do that every week. And so they, you know, I guess they just agreed not to. Uh, Everyone has their time, I guess.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there a did you guys did the, I don't say you guys did the the contestants get along with each other and was there like uh, just like camaraderie between each other? I have to say we all I mean of the group that I was in. So you had I, you had Sal was in your group. I love Sal. He's the best. Todd, you don't watch it. So Sal was this. Uh, tell, Julie, tell me if I'm describing it right. He was a guy. I think he was from like Brooklyn or somewhere in New York. From Long Island. Long Island. He was a little overweight. No offense. He worked in a pizza place his whole life. His like uncle okay. worked in a pizza place. His father worked. Like everyone worked in a pizza place. Looked a little, little schlubby, a little more heavier than me, but he had a voice like Sinatra. He he. I think he's unbelievable. He's a real talent. He's great. In fact, we did a show together last year uh, down down by you, down in, uh, where was it, in West Palm. Uh, I forget the name of the theater. The Kravitz uh, Center? The, maybe that's the name of it. Yeah, beautiful theater. Yeah, I uh, think it's we the were, Kravitz Center. Yeah, we, we were there last year. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. That's and, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we need to know next time she's down here. So any tidbits, that information that would be like gossipy or that you want to tell about AGT behind the curtain, sort of? Uh, there really wasn't much of that, you know, nothing, uh, nothing, you know, nasty. If there was, I wouldn't say it. But No, not nasty, oh. but was, like, anyone sleeping with anyone? Was there any, like, oh, anything? I slept with the entire crew. <laughs> uh, okay, that's um, good. Why not? No, I didn't. Uh, everybody, I gotta say, everybody on that staff, production staff, was just fantastic. They They couldn't do enough for us. Uh, they really, really, really want you to succeed. Uh, they, they, you know, they they go over your material, and they work with you on it, and they, you know, they just say, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this?" So now, did they know? I think I know the answer to this: that you were going to announce your what's the right word for it? Your gent, your I came out. I you came, came out. out. Did, they knew that before, right? Well, they knew that I was transgender. The judges didn't know, to the best of my knowledge. They left it up to me uh, right before I walked out there. <coughs> the exec producer said to me, are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. And um, I got out there, and the set went really well. And I and it wasn't until Howie asked me that question as to why I took 10 years off that I made a decision to go for it because I felt at that point, look, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. And I can help a lot of people by doing this. And and so I just took a deep breath when it just came out of my mouth. And, and did, um, I want to talk about that in a minute, but I have one question, and we have to take, it, believe it or not, another break. But then I want to focus on the LG, the, the transgender community and what's going on on that. But first, you, I think, which is kind of funny, you use the F-bomb. Did they like that? Did they not like that? I wasn't going to. I had a substitute line. By the way, every time you cough, you know what I want to say? It's what the doctor says to me when I cough. What? Hold, he holds my down below. I can't say oh, it on geez. the... Well, I can't, I can't hold anything. I know, but I thought that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> every time you cough. I keep thinking, think of that. The, the, the doctor holds my you-know-what and says cough. <laughs> No, but anyway, well, when you use the F bomb, right? <laughs> did they, did they like it? Did they not like it? What did they think? They left up to me, like I said. Uh, my the producer said to me, "You got to do it." It's the executive producer. I said, "I'm not going to do it. 
I ruined my career here. I had a substitute line. He goes, trust me. You could, they will love it. And so I, I you know, I, again, it was one of those last minute decisions as I'm out there, as I'm getting to the bid. I thought, you know what? This producer has produced 11 seasons of this show. He knows what works. I said, I'm going to have to rely on him. And once again, took a deep breath and boom, it was out. That's pretty good. You generally, is, is it true that you generally keep your shows pretty clean? That was the only, I mean, I can go, you know, as blue as you want, but for the most part, that was the only F-bomb in my whole show. You, you would think that a guy, a 60-something-year-old guy who used to, a female who used to be a male, you would be, like, great at dirty jokes and things like that. But it's, I'm, I think it's a testament to you that you keep it clean. Well, I mean, I can go, you know, I, here's, my, here's my theory. I, I look at comedy as, as this beautiful art form, like dancers or singing or playing an instrument. And so, I, I, you know, I have a whole, I have millions and millions of words to pick to choose from. If I can't, you know, craft a joke using other words other than that, then I have no business doing stand-up. Right. I think that's I good. At. You know, I, 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 I think th I, I joke around about it, but I actually think that's good for society today. You know what? I, I feel better. I want to talk about serious issues, and there's a lot of really serious issues Agreed. that you help. we got to take another two-minute break. Julia, stay with us. Everyone else, stay with us. We'll be back in two minutes, and we're going to get really into some serious stuff. Thank you, everyone. You've got to turn Does your company need financing to help with cash flow or make a purchase? Gouch Financial Corporation has been in business since 1989 and knows the financing that businesses need to succeed in today's competitive environment. Gelt offers a wide array of programs such as accounts receivable, factoring, asset-based lines of credit, commercial real estate purchase and refinance financing, and bridge loans. If your business needs financing, call us right now at 561-221-0900 to learn if you qualify. Gelt Financial understands that every business is in a unique situation which requires a unique solution. We pride ourselves on thinking outside the box to secure even the most difficult financing. Call us right now at 561-221-0900 or visit us at geltfinancial.com. That's G-E-L-T Financial. Are you looking to promote your business in South Florida or nationwide? Do you want to be heard and seen? Marketing is an investment and not an expense. Be part of the discussion with sponsorship opportunities on Jack Miller Down to Business and be heard. Contact us at 561-221-0900 or on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business. Welcome back to It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at It's Jack Miller One. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Julia, thanks for joining us. What are you drinking there, vodka? What do you got there? You, you can be honest with me. Uh, it's coffee. Just, I'm trying to get 
just call, I just can't get past this cold. I'm sorry. You're supposed to drink tea. <laughs> Do you have coffee? <laughs> Do you have any vices, Julia? Yes. Do you, yes. Well, well, tell well, us I about say, your vices. Yeah. Uh, my only, I don't drink much. Uh, I, I smoke. That's about my. That's about it. So you're what do you smoke? More. What do you smoke? <laughs> I'm not going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. So I want to focus. At, I read some unbelievable statistics. Now I'm just going to. I don't know how else to jump right into it. And I think if I read right, the number is between 32 and 50 percent of transgendered people and again if i'm using the wrong terminology i apologize have attempted suicide and it's it's, that's your understanding it's uh around 41 percent yeah 41 percent okay that's in in that range it seems to me that that is a crisis and i don't know if it's if uh, i just I I, re- I read that last night. My heart was just broken at all the pain that people are feeling. And I figure if that's how many people are trying, there's a lot more people who are depressed and upset. And I'm thinking, like, what can we do as a society to support them? I'm a believer in we are our brother's keeper. And it's our mm-hmm. obligation as a non-trans person, or I don't know what I call myself. <laughs> I, I may be Weird. the Q. I never understood. What's the Q, <laughs> the LGBTQ? When did they come up with the Q? I don't know. They added that a few years ago. Who uh, invented the Q? Just some guy came out and said, oh, I want to invent Q? I don't think it was invented. I, I, no, it's just people who aren't sure what you know where they're, they're going. It's just, you know. Oh, I'm Q. I'm Q. I never know where I'm going. <laughs> so we're all Q. So, no, I'm, I'm joking around, but I'm, I'm serious. It seems that as a society that we have to do more. I don't know what we do more. I'm asking you what we can do more to be more accepting, more loving of each other, so there's not this pain. It just kills me that so many people are in so much pain. And I, I figure you're well, the best you're, person you're to talk to about it. question, to be more accepting and more loving. A lot of these uh, suicide attempts, I, I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, when I first came out 17 years ago, um, it was a lonely, lonely place. There was no internet. There was nobody to talk to. I lost friends. I lost family members. So it's kind of like being a Donald Trump Trump supporter now. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other show too right there. I'm teasing you. I'm just trying to bring some levity to it. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to leave me. I'm no... Anyway. So um, you were feeling that low. Was it because people in your life weren't accepting of it or... Or they weren't loving to you, or you just felt like a low self-esteem. I'm trying to understand. I felt totally alone in the world. I lost everybody in my life. Just abandoned me uh, when I came out. I just, and 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 a lot of these suicide attempts are they're kids. You know, they're uh, they're kids that are walking out in front of trains, or they're, you know, hanging themselves, or just just doing themselves in because their parents put them out on the street. Right. A lot of them become uh, sex workers because they have no place else to go. So in today, uh, in, in today yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but in today's world, again, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged straight guy. I've been married for 32 years. I'm as boring as you can get. But in my mind, <laughs> it, the world is so much more, and it, maybe it's only in my mind, accepting today. I, uh, everyone I know seems to either 
be gay or or bisexual or everyone in their family has someone who a brother or sister or someone's coming out it's like it, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal anymore like i don't even like oh this one's gay now he left his wife for another guy like no one cares anymore maybe is, is, is that change or is it just in my mind well then in some cases it's changed but then you have uh you know people who are parents who are just for whatever reason religious or whatever you know, they're they're just throwing these kids out on the street. There's these gay conversion therapy groups where they, you know, they lock these kids away for a weekend, or hopefully, I don't know what they do to them, but they just try to brainwash them. It's you know, it's the answer is love your kid, accept yeah. the person, just accept them. That's all. You don't have to agree with it. Just just accept it. I mean, isn't part of it also, though, even though the, the world has evolved and society a little bit ha- has evolved, um, when, when something's different about you growing up and you have that fear that you're not like everyone else, you still are scared. You still don't know how everything's going to, you know, sort of how the, how the chips are going to fall if and when you do make, you know, come out, I guess, is, is the right terminology. And so... You're so upset about everything that could be wrong, even though you may come out and everyone could be accepting. Now, we all know we don't live in a perfect world, and it probably won't be all rainbows and unicorns, but it's still, you know, I think some of that fear, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, weighs on people. Well, I can only speak from my personal experience. When I was Rick. I lived in dread, dread fear, because I was a pretty well-known comedian back then, that um, I was going to be outed uh, as, you know, at that point I was, wasn't was sure if I was gay or not, but I lived in dread fear that I was going to be outed, and so I became this, you know, uh, hyper uh, uber male, you know, and uh, did everything to prove how, you know, I was a, I was a man, and I, and I sucked at it all, you know. Uh, and I felt like if I had been outed at that point, it would have ruined my career. Don't forget, we're talking about the 80s, mm-hmm. the 90s. Uh, uh, so it was a different world back back then. How do you think it is today? If you think if you had to grow up today, you know, instead of being 62, if you were 22 or 32, you think it would you'd feel different? Or are the young kids today suffering similar to you suffered? Um, both. I can I can only say it that way. It is it's easier in in the sense that if you uh, um, you know you have all this information available to you, you have social media, you have organizations that will back you up, but you still have the uh, the culture of the family that may not uh, particularly uh, uh, African American culture is is very very hard for trans people. Families don't necessarily. Um, take these kids in it, it's just really difficult for them it's difficult for everybody best thing you can do is love the kid right gotta love each other i think the world is filled too much with hostility whether it be over sexuality or po- god forbid politics my wife is so scared that i'm going to say the wrong thing on this show and offend someone no it's the truth she's panicked because if you say something wrong you know you lose your career they'll pick at your house you, you know people are crazy today you can't yeah, say you gotta be. I mean, you know, they, they're just trying to get respect. That's what everybody wants. It's just, uh, uh, you know, and I, I get maybe people are a little hypersensitive sometimes, and, and particularly in comedy, that's a 
that's not a good thing because we we thrive on being able to poke people in the eye, you know, um, not make fun of them in a cool way, but just point out peccadillos and foibles. Right. Peccadillos and what? Foibles? Foibles. Foibles. You do have a lot of words. I like the vocabulary. <laughs> so, so if well, you were a teacher, so that's how you got those words, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you like? No, that? she had that learn a word a day toilet paper. You know, remember, yeah, that's remember that from the? They have learn a day toilet paper. <laughs> you don't remember that? There's a different word on each square, yeah. and you. No. <laughs> I remember. I, learned, I remember like. Well, the you need reading material in the toilet. So it's perfect. Perfect place for it, Jack. I, I, that's where I do my best reading. <laughs> that, that, that's a, my best thinking. My best reading. I could just, whatever, stay there for a long time. So, so Julia, we only have like two minutes left. Tell us about Hello Boys, I'm Back, because it's a phenomenally selling... I want you to, pl I want you to plug yourself. You're too up? shy. I'm going to plug you. All right, there it is. Um, it's my first album. And it's, a, it's, it's a, everyone, I go to Amazon and buy it. Where else can you buy it? You can download it. You can put it on your Pandora, if you have Pandora, it, iTunes. iTunes, Spotify. it's hysterical. I've... I read 20 reviews last night. Every single one of them said it's great. Julia, you're going to be in my kind of my own hometown, Ambler, PA, soon? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, I believe it's next week. I, I think we're so loud. I think the place is so loud. That's where I grew uh, up. Well, even if, it's right? sold, even if it's sold out, call up, tell them you want to go see it, buy a ticket on StubHub or something, Morristown, New Jersey, Toronto, California, Belmore, New Jersey, Monroe, New Jersey. Toronto, Canada. Oh, Toronto, Canada. Yeah, not wow. Toronto, New Jersey. Yeah, Toronto. you're, you're, you're Jersey. You're girl. thinking of Trenton, not yeah, Toronto. I, I, I actually had all these Chris Christie he, he, jokes for he, you from Jersey. His dyslexia just came through. He read the word right. Toronto, Trenton. And check Julia <laughs> out. It's juliascotty.com. And what's your Twitter address? Juliascotty4. It's S-C-O-T-T-I. T-T-I. Okay, so I want everyone to check out Julia. I want to see you in person because everyone says you're great. And Julia, I can't thank you enough for coming on this show. Yeah. It really meant a lot to me. Besides, I'm a huge AGT fan. I'm a huge fan of you because I think you're a nice person. And you, you don't see that in today's society. So that you're way. a horrible judge of character you <laughs> are, Jack. I, I know. That's but how what, we got what, where what he is. You? Julia, you're the best. Thank you very thank much. You. I really appreciate it. And next time... Can we have you on? You'd like to do some comedy? Oh, sure. Wanna, yeah. Do you got a quick joke for us before we go to commercial? Oh, God, I don't, I don't do jokes. Okay, forget a joke. Forget the joke. Okay, check out. The, the joke is you got to check out Boy, Boys, I'm Back. Hello, Boys, I'm Back. Yes. Joy, thank, thank you, so you very much. Thanks, Everyone Julia. else, stay tuned. We're going to commercial. We will back. be back soon. Thank you, Joy. Take care. Bye. You got to turn it around. Turn it around. Turn it around. Hey! Did you own commercial or investment real estate that has equity in it that you can't touch? Do you want and need liquidity? There is finally an answer. Quick Liquidity is a direct real estate private equity company that can provide preferred equity, mezzanine financing, or second mortgages on commercial and investment properties across the country. Deal directly with the decision makers by calling 561-221-0881 or visit us at quickliquidity.com. That's quickliquidity.com. 
Does your company need financing to help with cash flow or make a purchase? Couch Financial Corporation has been in business since 1989 and knows the financing that businesses need to succeed in today's competitive environment. Gelt offers a wide array of programs such as accounts receivable, factoring, asset-based lines of credit, commercial real estate purchase and refinance financing, and bridge loans. If your business needs financing, call us right now at 561-221-0900 to learn if you qualify. Gelt Financial understands that every business is in a unique situation which requires a unique solution. We pride ourselves on thinking outside the box to secure even the most difficult financing. Call us right now at 561-221-0900 or visit us at geltfinancial.com. That's G-E-L-T financial.com. Welcome back to It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you back. Todd, I thought that was a great interview. I'm a really, I liked Julia when I saw her and I like her even more today. What do yeah, you think? I, I thought it was amazing. She, she brought some good perspective. I think that she, uh, you know, being a person in that community and having gone through what she's gone through, her transition and everything else, I think um, is fascinating on the first level. And second of all, it's it's germane to everything that's going on in society. And Everyone's using how, all these big words today. Germane. She used words I didn't know. two syllables, Jack. I know. I'm a, I'm a one-syllable guy. Just one syllable. He was one, one of Michael Jackson's brothers. He still oh, is. I know germane. Is it, is it, is it the same word? <laughs> it's not the same word, but, you know, it's okay. It sounds the same. I think they call that a homonym. A homonym. That stuff gets me confused. Anyway, I thought she was great. I thought she had a good perspective that we don't always get. And I think that there are a lot of troubled people out there that people, you know, don't even realize are out there and and don't get the, the love and warmth that they deserve as human beings on this planet. And, you know, it's hard just waking up in the morning for a lot of people. And, you know, that group has been downtrodden for for ages they you know at first they were so scared um you know just to wake up in the morning because something was wrong they didn't know that they were a girl if they were a boy or, or they didn't know that they were a boy if they were a girl and they're so confused and then finally they figure it out and how do i tell mom and dad how do i tell my friends are they going to accept me and and then they finally you know make a decision to come out and their parents disown them or throw them That's out on terrible. the streets I don't or their friends don't call them anymore. I mean... I don't know how... I feel bad. I don't know how parents can do that. I, I don't... I thought she was fantastic as well. Right. Very brave. You know, first of all, I think she's brave on two accounts. One, to come out. Two, to do comedy. You know, you're going to get knocked down and people are going to criticize you. And just to keep taking it, it shows the the strength of her personality. Yeah, strength of it character. It really does. I know I interrupted her a lot, and I'm going to apologize to her. <laughs> I feel bad, but there was so many things right. we wanted to talk about. I actually have a whole other bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to her about. But I, I give her a lot of credit. Yeah, I, I mean, to those of you out there, I mean, you think 45 minutes or three segments is long. But when you're interviewing someone and, and they're interesting, as most people are, it's really not that much time, and you have so many questions you want to ask them, and, you know, conversations take turns, and, 
it's it's not as easy as you think it is, uh, and you really should respect the people who host shows. Uh, That's TV, right. We, radio. I demand a lot more respect. Jack we demand respect. 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 <laughs> respect. You, know, you know what else struck me about Julia? You know, you think again, being this transgendered person, she would use that as I would use it as a crutch. She doesn't use it. She really doesn't in her comedy. So, right. Anyway, kind of interesting. Anyway, how how are you doing otherwise? I'm doing great. So can I, I'm a little bit perturbed. Not not at anyone. But there was a guy by the name of Trey, I think his name is Trayon White Sr. He's a Washington, D.C. councilman. And I don't know if you, I think, I know you heard the story, but I don't know if our listeners or viewers, both of them, heard the story. He, uh, I think on a YouTube video, made some snide remark basically about the Jews causing the snow in uh, D.C. a couple weeks ago. And he issued some lame apology about it. So, of course, I think I'm going to get him. I think he's going to be on our first show. You told me I was nuts. My wife told me I was nuts. Everyone said, no way is this guy going to come on the show. I contacted his office, <laughs> and I was so excited. I sh- thought, surely this guy's going to come on our show, and he's going to explain himself and said, oh, he, 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 must, he misspoke. And I even told, I called up his, so let me tell you what happened. I'm getting ahead of myself. I always do that. Especially in bed with my wife. It's terrible. She complains all the time. But anyway, so what happened was I contacted his office. I speak to the chief of staff. First, they ignore my emails, blah, blah, blah. I finally get in touch with them. I, I agreed to, to do an interview, but tape it and only show it if he, if he approved it. I figured, okay, uh, it, it won't be so offensive. And I really, my main purpose wasn't to... To shame the guy, but just to hear what he was saying. And I figured he'd say, oh, I said it by accident. We all make stupid comments. I've made a million stupid comments. I've made a million comments against every religion, every, every everything. Just in jest. You, you thought he was going to come on the show and say, I'm a horrible human being. Please no, forgive no, me. No, I just thought he would just say, <laughs> oh, you know what? It was an accident. Let's move on. We need to work together. I, they then asked me for a list of questions to ask him. So I made up all these questions. I tried to keep it very good. The bottom line, after I did everything, they blew me off. They wouldn't come on the show. They haven't done any interviews. And I really think this guy comes off, and I think he's a young guy in his 30s, and he probably means very well for his community. But I think he's doing himself and the community a disservice because I know if somebody else or if I would have made a racial comment, they would have been protesting, picketing, they would have done all kinds of things. Right. All he would have had to do is go on somewhere and say, you know what, I said something stupid. I shouldn't have said it. I apologize. And if he, you know, we're forgiving people. No one wants to hang anyone up and castrate them or whatever. And I was very disappointed. And to be honest with you, I was thinking, I don't even know if I want to talk about it on the air. But I was really hurt. You were enraged. I was enraged. And you know what else happened? I went to a synagogue the following week for a bar mitzvah. And the rabbi starts his sermon about this guy. And I'm speaking to them the day before. I sent him an email. And I told him that all across America, people are talking about him. He caused a lot of hurt in the community. All he has to do is come on and say, you know what? I said something stupid. I, I I didn't mean it. It right. was said out of context. We all say something that we think is going to be funny, and he didn't. So I'm disappointed. So I don't think I don't he know said it trying to be funny. I mean, if you a if lot of people have stereotypes. If you rewind the videotape on that one, it's uh, it's not comedy routine. It's uh, it, it was a pretty underhanded anti-Semitic remark. But that's you know that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. It's good to be back with you, Jack. I think you know. Look, audience. We promised you Diamond and Silk today. We oh, apologize. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Look, they're coming next show. 
We're going to have them. We wanted to make sure we worked out all the kinks and whatnot. This is new, being on TV as part of the radio show now. And uh, hopefully we'll have a great show for you next week as well. They're going to be on. So let me give you just a question, Todd. This really never happened to me, but just a question. You're out to dinner with your wife in a nice restaurant, and the waitress comes over, and she's clearly very well endowed, and she's wearing a very, Well endowed like maybe, like, Julia was? I really couldn't see, but (laughs) 30 years younger, 40 years younger, whatever. And she's wearing a very, very revealing outfit. Okay. Like, if you're looking... Like you're at Hooters, Jack? Yeah, Oh, you said a nice place. I'm sorry. You're right. Whatever. But if you're looking, does your wife... Like, what does your wife think? Or, like, do you have to, like, like hide your, like, looking? Or, like, what's the feedback? No, I get comments. She catches me occasionally and says, uh, I'm over here. You're over here. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I, I think and it's What do you turn away and say, ah, uh, whatever, you know? <laughs> I think it's, I mean, look, I, I try not to get caught every time someone walks by, but, you know, it, I slip. I Everyone, we're all human. I can't help it. I stare. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think women are making a big mistake. I think they need to dress much more conservatively. I think they're giving away the goods all the time for nothing, and if it was up to me, they would be dressed much more conservative. Oh, I guess they're they're shutting us off. Well, everyone, thank you very much. I don't know if I said something that they're shutting it off, but we will see you next week. Todd Cohen, you're the man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, everyone else. We'll see you next week, and we'll see you online. Goodbye, all. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Check them out on hjackmiller.com. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at hjackmiller1. The opinions expressed on the preceding sponsored program were strictly those of its hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of the station, its staff, management,